release what you don't record, as they say. That's what they say. Um, so you'll introduce Diapers and Disciples episode 94, and then yeah. it's a Q&A episode. Okay. okay. I think you just introduced it. Oh. <laughs> okay. So you can Before, okay, let me say this. Before we get started, we want to say thank you today to today's sponsor, Louie and Leia. And you can find out more about their subscription boxes for mom, dad, and baby at louieandlea.com. So it's L-O-U-I-S, like Louis de Montfort, and Leia, L-E-A, dot com. And there's a link um, in the show notes and a coupon code uh, in the show notes as well for 20% off. That's nice of you. <laughs> it's it's nice of this lovely couple that that started Louie and Leia. This is episode ninety four, and we're taking well, we're not taking. This is episode ninety four, and we're answering listener questions that were submitted on Patreon and Instagram and Instagram. Any other socials? Uh, we're talking. No, those are the two places, and we're talking about living out the Great Commission as a family on diapers and disciples. Who am I? This is my husband, Cameron O'Hearn. And this is my wife, Amber O'Hearn. Welcome. And together, <laughs> we make up, I don't know, we need the to see The O'Hearns. Okay, let's just jump right mm-hmm. in. There were so many great questions. Thank you for sending them. The first one is, what are a couple times when you when your trust in your spouse grew? What would you say about that? Well, um... How about you answer every question, and then I'll just bring in a zinger at the end. <laughs> like one line. I think something that uh, we can say, I couldn't think of like a very specific example, but something that we found is that when we share struggles we're having or mistakes we've made with one another, um, the more open and honest the communication, uh, the greater the trust we've had with one another. Yeah, is that fair? If you've done something to break the other's trust, like that you knew, oh, if I shared this, maybe they wouldn't trust me as much. Share it, because then they will trust you. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, if you're like me, and at the end of the day, you don't want to talk about your day, dig in and <laughs> share all the details. Because your wife wants to know. Yep. So even the mundane things. It's good to share, just so you have open lines of communication. Mm-hmm. You know what? I thought about one thing just now, but okay. we I can cut this out if you don't want this in there. There was one time early in your business when you were on a work trip, and you were working with a female. Yes. Do you remember this? Yep. And you went, after you guys were done with the production, you guys went to go see a movie. Yeah. It was like a, you know... A young girl, and I, I felt like I was babysitting her. I mean, not really. She's not that young, but uh, I was just like, yeah, like we a have younger this extra... sister kind yeah, of thing. Younger... Yeah, not like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like a younger sister. And it was like, we had an open day. I was like, well, I'm going to a movie. Uh, where do you want me to drop you off at? And she's like, I'll go to the movie too. And I didn't think of it at the time. I think I thought of it when I was actually sitting down. I was like, this is kind of weird because I'm at this movie with this young lady. And it came down to like living above reproach. Like Mm -hmm. if other people saw that and knew me, what would they think? Um, So, yeah, I remember when I got home, it just came up. It happened to come up and I felt really embarrassed and I shared about it, what happened. Yeah. And that was helpful 
I, I was glad that Cameron shared about it. Um, and then uh, in the future, now, like, even if Cameron is going to have a meeting and it needs to be, like, at someone's house or something that's a female or, like, is going to be meeting on one-on-one, he... Or uh, even at a coffee shop. Yeah, he always checks with me beforehand. I don't know if I've ever met at a house. Yeah, maybe not. I don't think of it. But even, like, oh, like, I need to meet with this woman and it's... <laughs> Just the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. So Cameron will say, Hey, I need to meet with this person for work. Um, she's a female. (laughs) (laughs) Do you mind that we're going out to coffee or whatever? And that's so helpful for me. Maybe some people think that's like not necessary, but I think it's great. And now I have a new awareness for like barriers I want to put up. Yeah. When I go on work trips. Right. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna do that again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, great. Yeah, that's a good example. All right. The next one is when you are in need of community, like you and your spouse need other spouses and like a faithful, faithful spouse friends, and there's not community there, uh, what do you do? Or how do we formulate that community? So our first time going to our parish when after we moved here, well, maybe it was the first time they had donuts after mass Mm -hmm. we went downstairs and we were scoping yeah like who is our age who looks like they're a parent and it was like that guy in the overalls yeah i don't know if he's wearing it. you blue shirt you were like blue Blue shirt shirt. blue shirt and then we we sat down we sat down and we introduced ourselves and then i think it's just uh you just got to start somewhere and for us it was um you know inviting them over for uh, lunch or um, going over to their house or it started with just us and another couple and then you started your women's group after that yeah so I started talk about that? yeah sure so I started a blessed is she women's group which what's nice about that is there's already online communities for blessed is she where you can it's like blessed is she Ohio for example so then I posted in there would anyone be interested in the Dayton area of getting did you together. Just bump your mic? <laughs> you see my face. <laughs> Would anyone in the Dayton area be interested in a women's group? Um, and there was interest. So we started getting together, meeting regularly. And then at that point, we said, hey, we're going to have an info meeting for a couples group. And we decided to do something called Teams of Our Lady. So, both with Blessed Is She and Teams of Our Lady, what's nice about those things is. They're already established. You don't have to reinvent the you don't wheel. You have to come up with content. Right. So then there was interest. Or format. Right. In fact, so much interest in a couples group that two groups ended up forming. And I think, I think though, with most people, they're like us. We're not planners. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of more of a planner, but we're not the people to usually get things started. Yeah. We're, we're both better followers. Yeah. And we have a lot going on. I think that's with most people. So maybe what they're asking is like, they, they kind of want to jump into something that's already established. Hmm. So do we have any tips for like getting things started? Cause what we basically said was get something started. Yeah. <laughs> but how do you make it easier on people? I think just look for people at the church that look similar age to you and just approach them and say, Hey, do you want to go to a coffee shop after 
mass. Something really We'll just bring key. our kids, yeah, or a donut shop, yeah. and we can just hang out and have donuts and chat. Or, um, I, I think what ha- I think what has to happen is you have to initiate. Okay. Yeah. Someone has to. Yeah. And even if you're not an initiator, like I think people have different uh, community building gifts. Cameron and I have been talking about this. And like our gifts tend to be gathering gifts. So we have people over to our house. Like we're good at gathering people. But we're not always best at the practicals of planning Mm -hmm. or coming up with the content. So those might be gifts that you have. So ideally, what would be great is if you could find people with different gifts and come together and build a community. But what might need to happen is like you need to take on the initiator position of going out after mass and finding people. What was that? Oh, it was, <laughs> it was an animal. It was our kids laughing. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was Faustina, but <laughs> our, shrieking laughter. Our kids gurgling. Uh, <laughs> we told them they could watch an episode of their favorite show <laughs> while we're recording. <laughs> They're watching uh, Wild, Wild Kratz. Kratz. <laughs> um, yeah, one, one other thing I wanted to add, just the last thing, is what you'll find is when you do these simple things, like invite someone over just to hang out, have some coffee, a snack, like something very low-key, you'll find that they really appreciate it and yeah. want to do it more. Right. It's like, oh, I wish we could do this more. Yeah. And then if you just connect with three couples then you can just start a group. Yeah. Like look into these groups, like Amber said, that are already established and just start it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just committing to something like, okay, I'm going to do this once a month. Once like, a month is a great chunk of time yeah. for a commitment like yep. that. Especially if you're having, if you have kids already, because it it's hard getting babysitters all the time. Or maybe you bring once the kids. difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So once a month is doable. Right. Okay. Great question so far. Okay. Next one. How do you make prayer a priority when all the laundry, dishes, etc. are piling up? Yeah, Amber. Well, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Our house is not clean. What? And <laughs> what about all the Instagram I, photos? <laughs> uh, we don't have too many of those, oh, okay. but here's here's what I here's what happens. I know it can fe- it feels overwhelming. We generally try and tidy up the night before. So that when we wake up in the morning, like, things aren't totally crazy. Like, there's not food on the ground or sticky tables with dishes in the count- in the sink. Sometimes there are, but for the most part, we try and clean up the night before so that when we wake up in the morning, we're ready to just take our prayer time. Yep. And we just commit to it. I feed Faustina oatmeal while I'm praying and the kids are playing. I have headphones that go around my ears and I can barely hear anything (laughs) noise blocking (laughs) (laughs) but uh I think there's too much to do in the day yeah we all have things to clean things to fix poops to find (laughs) (laughs) and uh so prayer has to happen right so maybe the question is would you rather have a clean house but be full of like restlessness and anxiety because you haven't prayed or do you rather have peace in your heart and a sink full of dishes? Yeah. And sometimes if you get your prayer in, you find that you have just more energy and you're more focused and you get more things done. And yes. And, uh, 
at the very least, you're leaving a mess behind, but you have piece of art. Yeah. So get the first things in first. And a, and a bread, better perspective, too. Like, when I get my prayer time in in the morning, I think I'm more attuned to, this is really not that important right now, but some other a, things are important. With, like, a, you know, a cabinet full of clean dishes, what we're looking for is, ah, oh, finally, peace. You know, I, yeah. I can relax now. Yeah. But if you don't get prayer in, that's not, even if it's all clean and yeah orderly, you're, you're not going to be able to relax. Yeah. Um, and there is something to that. Cause I, I do know that like when the house is clean, I am more at peace, sure. but I think, Hey, you can push back. Yeah. I'm pushing push back, <laughs> but I think you're right that like, if you start like if i were to start the day wake up and be like okay i just got to clean everything right now get a load of laundry i'd be more stressed than if i said i'm going to take 30 minutes of prayer right now and then i'm going to get to the dishes and the laundry and that sort of thing yeah so maybe maybe there's no like non-negotiable rule like you always have to pray first thing in the morning but i'd say as a general rule like Get your prayer and sit down, pray, listen to our prayer episode. Yeah. How to pray as a family. Is that what it's called? Um, I can't remember. I'll link it in the show notes. Okay. Um, also, I mean, our kids are five and three. So, and we have, of course, uh, well, 10, 10, 10 months. months. <laughs> <laughs> and so, count. of course, like the 10 month old, I'm like feeding her oatmeal usually while I'm praying. And then the other two kids are usually playing. And then they interrupt us probably every five, 10 minutes to say, I need this. Can you refill my water? And then we just say, we're praying right now. You wait till after we're done praying. And then, I mean, that's just how it goes. (laughs) So, all right. That's great. Next question. Tips on breaking old habits and starting new ones. Mm, Okay. So I have been studying French. Yes. um, And... What's really helpful. So I started by telling myself I'm going to add five new flashcards every day. And I'm going to review every day. But what happened was when I would miss a day, I would get very discouraged. And then missing one day would turn into two and three and four. Mm. And then by two weeks of not doing French, I'd feel really behind and stressed. So... What I heard once was you need to practice the art of showing up Mm. and rewarding yourself for just doing the habit. Mm. So instead of saying, I'm going to add five new cards every day and review every day, I made it very simple on myself. I found flashcards that were already made and I said, I'm just going to review every day and I'm reviewing 30 flashcards, which is, it's really easy. It takes me less than five minutes. Hmm. And so whatever habit you're trying to add, make it so stupidly easy. And enjoyable that, too, right? Yeah, reward yeah. yourself. Yeah, so so the first thing is make it so easy that of course you can fit it in. It's like, um, I don't know, if you want to like run, run every day. It's like, I'm going to run to the mailbox when I get my mail every day and you're <laughs> whatever it is, <laughs> I'm going to commit to that. And then it's so easy to do, to do that. What you're doing is you're practicing the art of showing up and you're doing it every day. 
So then it becomes like, oh, it's easy. I do it every day. Then you increase mm. the amount you're actually doing. Um, yeah, even with prayer, when you just said that, like if you have no prayer life right now, starting with five, ten something minutes. Something stupidly easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And reward yourself. So like when you're at your prayer, like get your favorite coffee. Oh, yeah, favorite Get mug. all cozy, get in your slippers, like whatever it is yeah. that, that gets you to show up. Yeah, and then reward yourself. So like uh, one thing I used to do, I don't need to do it anymore, but I used to do like tea and scones when I did French. Tea and And so I would show up, um, I would have this delicious scone, and in my mind delicious scone is is connected to french mm. so if i wanted a delicious scone i'd be like i want to do french right now. <laughs> so yeah. find a way to reward yourself practice the art of showing up and i think with bad habits um i don't know maybe it's the opposite just like i, I guess it depends on the habit yeah i don't know like re- maybe it's about replacing bad habits with good habits yeah like depending on what the habit is right yeah, like, I think if it's like a sinful habit you're trying to break, then um, like, I don't know if this is what this person was getting at, but I've what I've found most helpful is going to regular confession yeah. and praying the rosary. Yeah, because it's not, no amount of psycho, psychologizing or whatever the word is can make up for a sinful habit. You need supernatural grace. Right, right. So you can't just like, you know, figure it out on your own strength. Yeah. And... So, with, like, let, let me think of a bad habit that wouldn't be simple. It's like, oh, I uh, I love hitting my alarm three times in the morning. Mm, yeah. And, like, it's hard for me to get out of bed. Well, practice the art of showing up. Here's what you do. You, your alarm goes off, and you know that right when you get out of bed, you're going to have a delicious snack or, like, cup of your, coffee, your favorite or, breakfast, yeah. or you're going to reward yourself. Um, or you get to, like... Um, like read the newspaper. I don't know what what the thing is for you, yeah, but that's something you really love to do in the morning. Like when I would go to the gym, for me it was I'm gonna listen to a podcast. Yeah. And I'm gonna drive in that direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm already over by the gym, so I might as well wander in. Right. And I enjoyed listening to podcasts and that's how I rewarded myself. So That's good. The, the bad habit of sleeping in, replace it with a good habit of my alarm goes off, I get on my knees stupidly easy i say jesus i offer you this day Mm. and that's all i do and then i go have my reward yeah oh i love that practice the art of showing up that's great i love that ways to love your husband wife better i'll let you take this okay here's what i'm thinking minutes i was thinking this is such a great question but i was thinking we should save it for our next episode when we do the 80 20 don't you yeah, think? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, so stay geez. tuned. We're going to do a whole Ooh, episode tuned. on this. Don't turn your Thank podcast you. feed off. Okay. Reacting versus responding in parenting. Yeah. Oh, the struggle. Yeah. With all this, I feel like, okay, of course we're not experts at any of this, <laughs> but especially this. I was so patient before I had kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was so kind and loving and <laughs> I think there's gentle. a lot of dads out there. I've, I've talked to dads and they agree with the sentiment that after you have kids you realize that you actually do have a lot of anger um that comes out like before you you thought you were really patient and like slow to anger quick to compassion 
but there's something about your own kids messing with your day, creating new like things for you to fix or whatever, um, stressing out your wife, like you just have a short fuse and you react a lot. Um, Amber's pointing. That's Faustine, I'm pretty oh. sure. Okay, the kids were supposed to give me, they, they forgot that. <laughs> they were too into love. <laughs> Little darling, hi. What? Were you saying you wanted to be on the podcast? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> There's a lot of things to touch over here. <laughs> Let me try out this new laugh track. Um, where is it? Oh, there it is. Okay, so um, if Mrs. Ippy wore Miss Uri's new jersey, what would Della wear? I don't know Say, what. I don't know what. I don't know what. <laughs> Idaho, Alaska. It's Is it laughing? I don't think Do so. Do I have to stop it? Okay. Let's see how that comes out. Okay. Um, short fuse. So I, I don't, there's more that I need to learn about this, but something that's helped me is you cannot, you cannot respond to what your kids do immediately. If you're angry, mm, you yeah. have to wait three to five seconds just to like consider yourself, consider what's actually happening and consider, like, their age and what might be going on in their mind at this point, yeah. developmentally, you know. Yeah. So often, I just want to say, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Like, this thing doesn't make a difference. But I know to them, it, right. it is an important thing. It does, it's a big deal to them. Yeah. Do you, can you think of any examples? Because oh, it happens all the time. Yeah, there's, like... Oh, gosh, there's so many things. I mean, just with, like, I don't know. I mean, people know who are listening. Like You kids, guys know. You, I mean, come on. Your kids wink, like things wink. a certain way. Like, they want something a certain way on the plate, or they, uh, their shirt got a little wet because they spilled a little water, and they want a whole new shirt. They don't want to just dry it off. You know. Yeah. Those sort of things. Yeah. We don't need examples for everything, too. Okay. Um, the next one was in the trenches tips when you have a lot when you have a lot of little ones. Speaking of. Yeah, Faustina wants to answer this one. So oh, I think man. this person was getting at when you have, like, a lot of kids young. Like 12 kids under three. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Wow. Who is this person? <laughs> um... How do you how do you give advice when you're in you're currently we're, in the trench? Yeah, we don't have advice. Like we're it's like we're on this battlefield and this this guy comes up to me and he's like, "Hey, do you have any advice right now?" I'm just like <laughs> I'm looking around like bullets are flying over my head. There's a grenade next to me. I'm like, "Watch out!" Yeah. He's like, "Hey, do you have any advice?" <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, we're just in the trenches, so we're living. We'll it get with back you. to you in. 12 years. What we'll do is we'll have someone on the podcast who is kind of just out of this phase who can talk a little bit more. Yeah, but it. let's think of something. Let's think of something just so simple. Uh, prioritizing your spouse. 
like making oh, sure that yeah. we have that we are each other's priority instead of the kids being priority or work being priority. And this teases our next episode too, because yes. if you if you put your spouse first, if you just do here's the tease. If you just do this little bit that we're going to talk about in our next episode, yeah. like these little tips and tricks, your spouse is going to be like a superhero. Yes. Getting a lot of stuff done. Right. Okay. So <laughs> stay tuned. Okay. Uh, favorite music. I'll answer for Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron's. Well, fa- <laughs> it, it, there, there's. Depends. Right? Okay. Cameron loves in the morning for prayer time to listen to chant and polyphony completely reasonable gregorian chant and during the day he likes to listen to a film scores playlist when i'm getting work done yeah yeah so when i'm praying it's the best music the church has given us when i'm doing work it's the best that films have given us and it (laughs) pumps me up wait i think there's a story of you at the office one time where you were like working (laughs) and the person behind you like could hear your music yeah, it was like so this epic just picture, film score just picture picture me like working at the computer of course when you're looking at a computer it doesn't look very exciting because <laughs> you're just sitting there looking at a bright screen um just like clicking away so then i have these i have this song playing that was um into the west from the return of the king so you hear like on the horizon across the sea and you just see me sitting there like doing work (laughs) doing like i don't know data entry or sometimes cameron like if we're working together on something he'll want to play the film scores playlist and i'm like i cannot listen to dunkirk right now (laughs) it's so i'm like it'll pump you up it does pump you up it does What's your what kind of music do you listen? To? Um, my favorite music well, is. You're not listening to my music. Christmas music. Yeah. All the time except for Advent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's agreeable. And um, that's pretty much it. We have a home playlist on our like Echo, and um, if I have a song that I like, or Cameron or the kids, we'll just add it to that playlist. So it's kind of like a family playlist of different songs. But Christmas music's my favorite. All right. I was wondering if I can just do our app right now. Okay. Take a little break. Faustina, let me hold you. Okay, so today's sponsor is Louie and Leah, and you may have heard me mention them in the last episode. They have uh, subscription boxes for expectant parents, so um, moms, babies, and even dads. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about their birth box because... I want to give you an idea of what's in here. This is awesome. So you have this birth box, and in it has a bamboo hat and a nightgown, scratch mittens so your baby doesn't scratch your face, a swaddle, birth story card, a clean touch ink pad, I think probably forgetting like the handprints and footprints, uh, a Louis and Leia zippered tote, uh, an ice shaker, teal steel tumbler, and then like your hygiene items that you need, toothbrush, toothpaste, shampoo, conditioner. Uh, lip balm, hair tie, socks. Basically, you could just bring this birth box to the hospital and you'd be fine. <laughs> you know how if you've have had a child before, sometimes you forget something like in your bag, your birth bag, or it's not packed and then you're kind of like scrambling. 
you could honestly just bring this box and you'd have everything you need. Um, what I love about this company is they have uh, boxes for baby, boxes for mom, boxes for dad, and a portion of their proceeds. So every box purchased, a portion of the proceeds goes to pro-life organizations across North America, which is really awesome. You can use the code BABY for 20% off your order. So I'll go ahead and link that in the show notes. And uh, you can also just visit louisandlea.com. And it's L-O-U-I-S and L-E-A dot com. And again, the code BABY for 20% off. Okay? Speaking of babies, what's our next question? Tea or coffee? (laughs) That's a great question. I love talking about tea. (laughs) And I love talking about coffee. So generally, Cameron has tea and I have coffee, but we both enjoy this tea that a friend uh, gave me that helped her with like morning sickness and nausea called Bengal Bengal Spice. Spice. And we liked it so much, we bought like six more boxes. So we share that usually in the evening together. Sometimes I have it early on. So Bengal Spice. Bengal Spice. We should have them pay for this episode. Because yeah. I will I will talk so long about them <laughs> if they want me to. But usually I like black coffee in the morning. Okay, there's something so nice about tea because, you know, we Americans, we love sweet things. We add so much sweetness to our things. Like mm-hmm. Ketchup is so sweet. and Yeah. Even you found like sweet hot dogs the other day. Oh, yeah. I got hot dogs. <laughs> oh, I was getting you're... hot dogs for the kids at the store. And there was once I had high fructose corn syrup in the hot dog. <laughs> so we ended up getting the, uh, whatever, the organic. Yeah. Ew. Okay. Fed. So, so tea, what's so nice about it is you just do a little black tea, like the, the way, you know, they do it in Europe. Black tea, um, like fill it three fourths of the way, add like one fourth or less, um, milk, like a uh, whole milk. And it has just this. Just enough, like, like you know, earthy flavor of the the, the black tea. And if you're having, like, like, a tea cookie or something with it, right, then it's... Hey, stop oh. taking the... <laughs> I'm trying to help you with well, your cause. I don't need help. Okay. <laughs> this is my jam. All right, let's hear it. Speaking of jam, so there's... So, you, you know, you have your, your plain tea. It's, like, nice and earthy and a little cream uh, in it with... What? Do you want to eat the cords? Uh, So then it pairs so well with sweet things. Like if you have just black tea with milk and a scone with jam or a tea cookie, it's just so comforting. Yeah. Instead of putting all this sugar in your drink and just drinking a sugary, sugary drink, just like get a tea... It just, it's good for you, you know, it, it goes down so nicely. It's its not going to, it's not going to give you like a rush of caffeine and then you have this crash. It's more of a gradual, hmm. you know, caffeine boost. And it just pairs so well with, with all these other creature comforts. And Cameron likes uh, PG Tips, Yorkshire PG tips Gold. You like that? Cheap. Yeah. For all, for all my fans out there... <laughs> Um, please send me Yorkshire Gold. 
That's a little too pricey for us. So we not for my fans. <laughs> All right. Uh, adjusting to family life with more kids, NFP spacing. Oh, we need to find an expert on that. Yeah. We did an NFP episode, so maybe that covers it enough. I think what we found is since we're kind of like in the kid zone now, we're in our house, Cameron's in a regular job, we're just kind of like... Let's go for it. We're, go, we're going for we're it. going for it. We're on pace to get a little uh, football team. Hence, Faustina and this new baby are 15 months apart. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that goes, and then we'll <laughs> get back to you. So I think... So I think with um, Lucy and Peter, we we did space them out a little bit. Yeah. So we, we did intentionally space them out because um, I was fundraising my own salary. Yes. And we had a lot of transition. Like we were moving from apartment to apartment, um, some job changes in there. So it was, we did think it was reasonable for us to space but at every point, we're like, if we get pregnant, great. Yeah. Like, we just... Because every time you're intimate, it's important for you to say, hey, we could get pregnant. Right. And I'm open to it. Mm-hmm. Because that's a part of what, what's going on here. Right. Um, but then, yeah, I think after... You're right. After we moved here, I'm full-time with, with my business. Yeah. We were living with my parents for a while, so we waited yeah, then because right. we were all in the same room downstairs yep. and so adding <laughs> me, another would have been a little crazy amber lucy and peter all in one room it was a big room yeah and they they treated us well we were very comfortable but there's something about being in your own space your own house the job is going well right so let's go for it right let's just right spacing is now like how quick can we get them mm-hmm. out <laughs> how how many kids can we have in the next five years but you were saying after this fourth that I might need a little we'll, bit extra we'll time. This pregnancy has been especially difficult for me. I yeah. think that's okay to say. And so I'm going to need probably a little extra time between this one and the next one. You know what you should do? What? An episode where you just talk about that. Oh, that'd be And good. you're just by yourself. Yeah. Unless you want idea. me there. But you yeah. can just be in the closet by yourself. Just okay. And then you could record it. Okay, that sounds yeah. good. Maybe we'll do that soon. Okay, um, how did you decide on the names of your kids? Oh, that's this a great is question. Fun. Yeah, they're all named after um, saints that we that have been important to us. Yeah, with Lucy Perpetua, it was hearing uh, the canon of the mass. Uh, Perpetua and Lucy are both in the mass, mm-hmm. the uh, Eucharistic pair of the mass. And we love that they're both early Christian martyrs. So if you go to Novus Ordos, when they do Eucharistic Prayer 1, mm-hmm. I think that's the only time you hear them. Maybe you hear them in 3 and 4. I don't know. Um, yeah, so, and then they're both martyrs. And then with the names together, it means perpetual light. And we liked the name Lucy Perpetua. It just yeah. had such a punch to it. And we wanted a daughter who uh, like, would be willing to be a martyr. Like, yeah. It was such a good example. And then with... Peter Julian. Is she grabbing stuff? Sorry, no, I just moved it closer because oh, I'm okay. further away. I see. Oh, yeah, that's all right. Um, with Peter Julian, uh, I had a really strong, still have a really strong devotion to 
St. Peter Julian Amard, who was canonized by John the Twenty Third, and John Paul II named him as a patron, um, an apostle of the Eucharist. So for those who are devoted to the Eucharist, which is every single Catholic on the globe. Yeah. Um, but when you read the writings of St. Peter Julian Amard, just like... Yeah. It, it makes you put first things first. Yeah. Jesus and the Eucharist first. Mm. Um, and Peter Julian was such a, like, noble name. Yeah. You know? And we love the nickname PJ. That's so, what sold yeah. you on it. Yeah. You're like, I don't know, Peter Julian, like... We're using up, you know, a first and middle name for this one saint. I was like, oh, PJ. Like, oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a, that was great. And then with Faustina, Faustina Bernadette, we, I was reading the diary of St. Faustina. And so Cameron had asked me, we were kind of unsure about girls' names. And he had said, what kind of female saints have been kind of inspiring you recently? And I was like, St. Faustina is just... And I was like, wow, that's that's like a next-level name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Catholics who know St. Faustina are like, wow, you went that far. Yep. Um, do you want to tell a story about St. Bernadette for her middle name? Yes. So um, before we knew that she was a girl, we were talking about honoring uh, Cameron's dad with the next baby's name because Cameron's dad had passed away. And uh, so we looked up. Um, so we're looking for like boys' names and girls' names. Right. And then we decided um, Cameron's dad's name is Richard. And we said, oh, let's look at what that means and then find a girl's name with the same meaning. And the girl's name with the same meaning is Richard, which is, is it strong? I can't remember the, uh, I think or courageous. Courageous. The, the same, um, the meaning that was the same was Bernadette. So Bernadette and Richard have the same name meaning. And then we had looked at the date that Cameron's dad had passed away, and it was St. Bernadette's feast day. That was crazy. Yeah. So we, we came up with Bernadette first. Like, but you know what? I wonder, like, what feast day that would have been that my dad passed on, St. Yeah, Bernadette. right. And then the fact that Faustina and Bernadette were both uh, mystics, visionaries, visionaries of Our Lady. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. So that was that was pretty neat. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we won't talk about our fourth yet. Yeah. We'll see. Um, which brings us to our next one, boy, girl, or surprise. Do we find out? We found out with Lucy and Peter. We kept Faustina's surprise. And it wasn't, it wasn't for us, it wasn't better. that magical. Yeah. The doctor who delivered Faustina... There was like, there was all this stuff that comes out when a baby's born, all this stuff that gets in the way. <laughs> I think people know. And yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll have a photo in the, in the show notes <laughs> for those who don't. Um, Faustina came out. I didn't know it was Faustina. I didn't know if it was boy or girl. And it was like, what is it? What is it? I said, I don't know. And I'm trying to like, investigate. And then the doctor steps in and she says, it's a girl. I'm like, ah. Oh. So then I, I turned to Amber. I tried to seize the moment. I said, it's a girl. Yay. But it just wasn't the best kind of situation. Yeah. And we like the anticipation of when you know the gender. You get to yeah, work. you can call them by their name. So this time we found out it is a girl that we're having. Yeah. Third girl. Yeah. Um. How did you survive the first week's postpartum after baby number two? I would say 
it was my mom coming to help because she flew out. We were living in Minnesota yeah. and she lived with us for a couple weeks so that when we went into labor, she could be with Lucy. And then she was helping with meals and cleaning and that sort of thing. And so I, I don't know what it would have been like. And also the meal trains, like people signing yeah. up for meal trains oh, is so helpful. Really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, because everything else in your life stops. Mm -hmm. When you have a baby, you just, you don't want to work. You don't want to cook. You want to, like, be a family. Right. And to have your mom there to help with everything that needed to be done. Right. And then people cooking meals, including your mom. Yeah. That was a huge help. And also someone else to give Lucy a little bit of attention because she was the, you know, only child up till that point. Um, I think I was really concerned with that when PJ was born that... Lucy was getting, like, enough attention, and, um, yeah, so that was just something that was on my mind. the day PJ came home was, was Lucy's her, birthday. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> so, okay. And if anyone has follow-up questions, like, if we didn't answer clear enough, let us know, because we want to give you value. Yeah. And if we don't know the answer, we'll bring on experts. Yeah. And again, we're not experts. We're but basically this, experts, <laughs> This is so fun. I, I really like doing the Q&A episode because people have great questions. And it's fun to think about our own responses. And yeah. Okay, we have two more. Um, is there anything from marriage prep we felt like, wow, thank God we had that? Or was there anything that we felt like was irrelevant or not helpful? So we had a unique situation with our marriage prep because we knew the priest really well. He knew us well. We served as missionaries at his parish. And so we only met with him a couple times, and there wasn't really a formal format that we followed. He probably should have met with us more. (laughs) (laughs) We could have used a little more help. But, yeah, I think because he knew us so well, he he was confident. Right. Um, Do you remember... The focus inventory. Yes. We might have talked about this before on another episode, but maybe not. We should tell the story. So Cameron was very... One of the questions was... Are you... Sure. Are you 100% sure... Or might have just said, are you sure? This is the person that you're supposed to marry. And Cameron basically said, no. Or not 100%. No, it's like a scale 1 to 10. Yeah, it was something like that. And so I put probably like a seven, probably yeah. a seven. <laughs> and of course, I'm like going through 10, 10, 10, 10. And that's how Amber rates things. Like when she, even when you have a bad experience somewhere, you don't want to give someone like four out of five stars. You just won't rate them, right? Yeah. But you love giving five stars. Yeah. And you love giving 10 stars. Yeah. So, so. When we got our results back and I saw that Cameron had answered that way, I was like, what? Are you <laughs> doubting that we're supposed to marry each other? <laughs> I'm like, well, I, how can I be 100% sure? Like, yeah. It has to be a, a risk. It has to be like. Right. You're just. Because there's choice there. You're choosing yeah. to marry this person. Yep. Yeah. You don't so. know for sure. Right. Something that was helpful for marriage prep was our diocese had an engaged retreat and they had uh, couples, like a panel of couples who'd been married like five years, 10 years, 25 years, and 50 years. And I really enjoyed that. And they also had a medical person come in and give a little bit of a talk on NFP. But 
I think in general, I hear that couples could use more NFP in marriage prep. Yeah. Mm. That there's not really anything in place, which um, that's why I'm so glad that Jenny had started that website off the charts, NFP, because I think that is going to be so crucial. She talked about in the in the future, opening it up to dioceses or parishes who would want to buy a subscription. So I think that would be awesome. Was it the oldest couple there who's been married the longest that gave the, the tip, kiss your spouse every day? Yeah. It was like for a certain amount of time. It was like, like 10 the, seconds. Yeah, 10 second kiss. They'd been married for 50 years. It was just so sweet. Like when when you see each other after a long day. Yeah. We don't do, we, you know what? We don't do that. I know. I try to do that, but. Like kids are grabbing happen. onto me yeah. and I'm like, okay. I, I, <laughs> sometimes I don't even attempt because I'm like, all right, trying to put out some fires. Yeah. So I don't know. But I like, love you. I and know. we should reinstitute that. Okay. Today, no matter what. All right, let's do it. And tomorrow. I'm going to play this podcast back for you. For okay, you, great. If you flake flag out it. 4657. <laughs> hey, also, we are recording on new sound equipment. So, so if we sound a lot better, thank you, patrons. Yes, thank you. And if we don't sound perfect yet, we're still figuring it out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying. But I, honestly, I think it's going to sound much better. So I'm really excited to have this. And I'm really grateful for the patrons that have made this happen. Yep. Uh, last question. Are prayer routines, prayer routines for each of us, what our prayer, te- prayer routines are? We talked about this a little bit. We take our prayer, personal morning prayer in, in the morning, usually some kind of spiritual read and scripture. Um, Cameron's doing Exodus 90 right now. So there's like readings associated with that. Um, yeah. Maybe we could get in the weeds a little bit. So, okay. Um, figure out if you need to like shower and eat something before you pray. Like when, ask yourself, when can you give God your first fruits? Hmm. I remember I was talking to my spiritual director and I said like, yeah, I, I do go to adoration. I have a holy hour once a week. Um, I schedule it for the time of day when, you know, I'm not very productive at work and it's like a good yeah. time for me to fit it in. And he said, prayer takes a lot of work. Like you mm. need to give God your first fruits when oh, you're most focused that's so good. and attentive. So now my <laughs> holy hour is scheduled at 9 a.m., which is like when I'm like, most productive. I'm, I'm awake. I'm like really productive and and like focused, and that's when I'm praying that holy hour. So, I love that. So it doesn't mean every day at nine a.m. you have to break into your work schedule, but at the very least, like figure out what do you need to have in the morning. And I would recommend morning for almost everyone because, and the saints would too. Um. Because your day just fills up mm-hmm. and um, you need grace that day. Uh, so you need to pray that morning. Um, so yeah, do you, can you just, you know, get out of bed and get on the couch and start praying? If That's kind of like me. Like I can get just a cup of coffee and just sit down and start praying. I know some people need to shower or like get ready a little bit. Um, figure out what 
helps you give God your first fruits. Mm -hmm. And then um, I have a routine with the kids that I try and do on homeschool days where we do a um, like a little bit of a saying of the day. I just kind of summarize. We're working on memorizing a particular scripture, so we'll read over that. And then we'll do our morning offering, which is just very sweet and simple. I learned it from one of the guests on the podcast. To Jesus through Mary, I give you this day all that I think and do and say. And then, um, yeah, are there any other things throughout the day? At three o'clock or sometime in the three o'clock hour, I try and pray the, um, I think it's called the Divine Mercy Three O'Clock Prayer, but it's not the chaplet. It's uh, like not a full chaplet, which (laughs) that is so short. I mean, I should be doing that too, but the Divine Mercy Three O'Clock Prayer is like 20 seconds. It's super short. So I try and pray that. And then we do a family rosary after dinner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I. Oh, we pray over each other in the morning. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a good thing to bring up. Just a simple prayer. Like an example might be, Lord, please give my wife uh, your Holy Spirit so she can have peace and joy in her vocation today. Mm -hmm. Something very simple. Right. And actually during the month of March, I have um, a scripture leading up to the Feast of St. Joseph, a a scripture that I pray over Cameron and um, something specific I'm praying for. I'll link to that in the show notes because I have it typed up if people are interested in doing that um, in the next couple days. I would say for most people, like we said earlier, Practice the art of showing up, but if you are showing up for your prayer, you probably need to schedule more time than you're already scheduling mm-hmm. because it takes time for you to get in that state where you can communicate with God. Yeah. It takes time to like put your distractions away one at a time, mm. like you're in your brain, just like set them aside. And like, even this morning, I, I just had so many rabbit trails. I would like think of something in the scripture that would make me think of something at work that made me think like, how am I going to solve that problem? And then five minutes later, I'm like, oh, I wasn't praying at all. Um, But the saints also tell us that showing up and willing to pray, like you're doing your part Mm. and pray for the Holy Spirit to help you actually, you know, actively pray. But as long as you're showing up and dedicating more time than you think you need, uh, you're doing your part. So yeah, it takes time to get in that space of where you're actually communing with God mm-hmm. and communicating with him and actually being quiet enough inside so you can hear what he wants to say to you. Mm-hmm. Um, the best book I think on prayer, like to help you pray might be St. Francis de Sales introduction to the devout life and you don't have to read the whole book but he has a a small section like 10 meditations Mm -hmm. so he he walks you through step by step like do this do that do this and the meditations are just powerful yeah Um, that's good so if you need something that can really guide your prayer i'd recommend that great yeah thanks this was a fun episode let's go practice our kiss let's go do it (laughs) thanks for listening everyone and that's the end (laughs) um can i say something yeah so i was driving by the uh mechanic and what i noticed was they have a good better best and ultimate oil option whoa what's that does that sound weird to you at all like what what sounds weird about that good better best ultimate 
Um, well, of course you'd want the ultimate, right? Well, the ultimate is the best. Yeah. It says best, and then they have an ultimate, so that's <laughs> obvious, right? Yeah. But here's the other thing I want to say. They have a good, but it's in fourth place. Oh, is so it even really, good? Is it's, the, it, it's, it's like, the worst. It's like the only four in the race, and he got last. He's not even on the podium, like, accepting the medals. So he's fourth. It's not even good. So good and better and best and ultimate. They should... That I've thought about that several times in the past <laughs> couple weeks. I drive by it like almost every day. Good, better, best, ultimate. They need to just say like good, better, ultimate or good, better, best. Yeah, I think. probably. Okay. Do you have any opinions? Um, it doesn't really bother me that much. <laughs> uh. We forgot to pray for our people. What people? The people listening. Oh. For our family, too. Let's do it. Okay. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Jesus, thank you so much for this time to be together and to share uh, with one another and to be able to uh, record. And we pray for all those who are listening, Lord, that you would give them rest and peace today and... Um, that they would just experience an abundance of your grace this Lent and that they would have the courage to sacrifice and give for you. And Jesus, we love you, and we offer this day to you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Cameron and Amber, experts in married life, pray for us. <laughs> oh, gosh. We're almost experts. Yeah, we're like... Beginners, which is almost experts. We're we're like beginners. We're at the good. good. <laughs> we're at the good. We're striving which is for in, ultimate in last place, but we're good. Yeah. But once we get to better, man, third place. We're coasting. <laughs> but then you look at another couple, like wow, they're the best couple. But there's another guy comes up. He's like, best. I'm ultimate. <laughs> like, well, okay, then you're the best. Yeah, I don't know. It still bugs me. Yeah. Signing off. <laughs> <laughs>